this is something that's been said so much. Set goals, you know, set goals for yourself. When you set goals based on outcomes, this is terrible advice. And <laughs> the best way that you actually want to set your goals is set goals based on yo yo, what's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Teen Finance Podcast. Um, Maceo, this is this is bittersweet. Our break is almost over. We have to go back to school and then Oh man, I don't even want to think about it. Actually that. have to like worry about stuff. Nah. I- I've been enjoying Fuck. break. I'm yeah, how's your break of- been? It's been good. In the past couple of days, um, what I what I do? I got my hair cut, as you can. Okay, you can see. yeah, yeah, looks good. Um, I I didn't, I didn't do anything special. I I didn't want to cut my hair too short because I need to keep the flow going because baseball season starts soon. Oh, of um, but I don't want it to look too mullet or anything. I don't know, but I kind of like the the flow mullet thing. It's just I don't know if the chicks do or not. So. I mean- like if you get the mullet, I got the glasses for you. So. Yeah. So okay, we have we have. There's one more thing we need to do. Are you going to Evans tonight? I haven't checked the group chat. Okay. Well, um, for his well, birthday, we're gonna go over to his house. We need to get an American picture for um for a push. Oh, for Marshak. We yeah, still need yeah. to. So bring the pit vipers and bring whatever Bass Pro hats you can find. And okay. We'll, and we'll we'll dress up like frat bros. Uh, what else I do? Just uh, last night, I we were celebrating my my grandma's 80th birthday. And nice. we like rented out. We, I mean, we, we got a ton of rooms in this like hotel and we like all met in the middle kind of in like Palo Alto. And this whole hotel was like Silicon Valley themed. So uh-huh. there were just like startup founder quotes on the wall everywhere. It's like, if you fall <laughs> flat on your face, you're still moving forward. I have a feeling that's like a Zuck quote or something. I'm not positive. Sounds like it. Um, and then in the rooms, like if you're waiting for a sign, this is it. That was on the wall. There was a C made out of computer parts like ram slots and fans <laughs> and that kind of stuff and then there's like i don't know some founder looking at a at a microchip or something so there's just like a ton of tech art it was pretty cool oh. it was definitely like tailored towards uh you know the business traveler coming to silicon Valley. they had a, a giant like silicon periodic table thing oh, that's in the, in the cool. lobby so it was kind of cool um what else did i do i watched wednesday the show Oh, Partially yeah. because Jenna Ortega is really hot, but also because I don't know. I thought it could be good, but I, Jenna carries that show on her back, dude. She's the only good actor. Not like some of the. I, I'm sorry if this is like mean, but the one, the guy that plays Tyler. Oh my gosh, it, he's like it's so hard to watch. And not oh, just I, know. I was thinking that too. the way he I like. Watched it. How do I describe it? He like talks through his lips, and it's just really weird. <laughs> like <laughs> he, he always seems like. Like he's like un- I'm not gonna try to do an impression, but like he seems unsure and he's always talking through his lips. It pissed me off so much. Um, some of the <laughs> it's just so corny, dude. But so whatever. you finished the show? I, I did finish it. I did finish it. And nice. um, I-, I watched it like when it came out during finals week. That's like it was the end of me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean it, it got better. I think I think the first episodes were were kind of slow, but I don't know. It was entertaining. There's gonna be a season two, and I just like I mean I felt like I had to watch it for the culture, you know. Yeah, for the culture, so, of course. Yeah. I don't. How, how, how's your uh, your your last couple of days of break been? Uh, they've been good. I, mean, I saw you put the lip on your car. It looks good. I put the lip and I blacked out the grills. It actually oh, you looks, did. Yeah, it looks kind of. I'll send you a picture. Okay, it looks kind of sick. Um, but I found like <laughs> more problems as I was doing that. I was like digging through my trunk and there was like a missing seal in my trunk. And uh, I knew that water had been dripping in to the back of my car. And I was Dude, like, seals really? on cars are so annoying. They're so frustrating. The Bimmer had like seal problems. And it's like, it's just full of water. The jet is full of water. Like, dude, yeah, dude. I don't know. It's, 
Yeah, but oh um, yeah, should we update? Do people not know? I mean, I guess people don't live where we live. They don't know about like the storm and stuff. Oh yeah, we got um, wiped, bro. Our our houses are fine, luckily, but like a lot of the piers and stuff in our in our coastal California town are just destroyed. Like, yeah, like one of them's like half gone. gone. Yeah, the I don't know. Like Capitol is just like gone. <laughs> just wrecked. Yeah. Sorry, I interrupted you. What else have you done? Oh, yeah, yeah, So, uh, I've been dealing with my car for, like, three days now. It's been really fun because it's been, you know, it's raining, so I'm on, like, a time crunch to fix the seal in my car. Uh-huh. And um, so, I opened up the back of my car, and I was like, wow, there's a lot more water here than usual. And I was just kind of, like, going through, and I was, like, looking for, like, the owner's manual. So, I opened up the little, like, boot part of, like, my trunk. Open it is full of water. It's full of water. The, like, the under part of my trunk is, like, Yeah, full, yeah, like, like, where it's, like, you can see the metal frame and, and that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Like, two feet of water in there and um yeah so i had to deal with that and i had to like rip out all of the interior pieces from my trunk and dry it up and i went to home depot and i like made my own seal and but it's like it's um, sealed now you're good i think i don't know i'm parking it in the garage i cleared out the garage so i can park it in there just to good. be safe because i really don't want to deal with it it's but like then. a safety hazard because if you have a ton of water in your car it's just super moist in there so your windows will fog up and it will not it'll be like really hard to defrost that's what yeah, it's like, you I have to cut myself a porthole every time I want to drive. <laughs> it's sketch, yeah, so dude. It's so sketch. I ordered them um, on Amazon. There's these things. There's silica packs, like the ones they like shit. Oh, stuff like in. yeah, 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 yeah. But so I got. Those, I spilled one of those all over my floor the other day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's like as it's big. It's like 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 oh. head size. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's huge. I put one in. It comes a two pack. I put one in the front seat, one in my trunk, and every like two weeks or so, you microwave them to get all the moisture out. And you just but throw that back works? in there. And that works. Yeah. No moisture in my windows. Even with my two gallons. Even with the gallons of water in my trunk. So Yeah, bet, bet. I'll order some. That, that's, that's I guess that is the that solution. That was my solution to it. I mean, that's all I could figure out. You just have that's to microwave head. them, but it's like kind of like $20. Yeah, it's, fine. it's worth it. Like, are they like I don't know. this big? And that that's all you need? Yeah, no, it's fine. It's like, they're pretty small. I just put one on my dashboard and whenever I get out, I just pick it up off the floor mm. and throw it up. That's easy. All yeah, right. that's been like my three days. <laughs> I'm I'm sad that we're going back, but we got one good episode before we have to go back to school, and then we're just like depressed. So this is yeah, the last time we're gonna see happy for half drop. a year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. All right. We've been Masao and I. One of the things we've been doing through break is reading. Um. It's it's time to do the Atomic Habits. Is it episode. time to unveil the Atomic Habits? And this is, I think, this could not be more timely. Because it is the start of a new year, and a lot yeah. of people, especially, I mean, we did in the last episode, we've made our New Year's resolutions, and Atomic Habits is the perfect book to read at the start of the year, because it'll teach us how to stick with um, our New Year's resolutions. And no need to go and read it, because today, Maceo and I are going to give a summary and some practical implementations of this book to help you stick to your New Year's resolutions and any other, you know, good habits you want to start or bad habits you want to break. So, yeah, totally. I think we're just going to jump into it. Um, I think we start a little bit explaining um, what atomic habits are and and why building good habits is important. So, James Clear, the author of the book, he starts off in the intro paragraph just talking about, you know, what one the title what the title means. So, atomic yeah. habits, small habbits that can have a big effect. You know, at- atomic means tiny, but tiny changes see, like, an remarkable results. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that, that's the mantra of the book. Um, but you, I mean, you see like, it's just the idea that you can have these small habits 
that build up over time because building good habits is the comp and like is the compound interest of self-improvement right so you do like these these still habits over time and i mean it's just like it's like investing you know but it's it's for yourself and i think it's the reason why it's so hard to stick with a lot of habits is because there's delayed gratification and you don't get to see results immediately um but that's why the rest of the book is teaching how to stick it through and, and find ways to make it easier so i think he, he he breaks it down into a four step process i guess I think four parts four like parts a bunch of chapters in, in it I, I don't know so he does a good job there's it's basically the four laws of of building good habits of behavior change is maybe what he, what he calls it yeah and um each one can be inverted for breaking a bad habit. Keep the same for, for starting a good one. So let's jump into the first law. I'm going to say I'll let you get this one. First law. Oh, so this, I think this actually came in before the first law in this book. But um, is what you're kind of saying about like investing, you say investing in yourself, something like that. Yeah, I said it's but like um, a compound interest of self Yeah, yeah, because he was talking about the, uh, you know, like make yourself 1% better every day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at the end of the year, you'll be 365% better versus... You know, yeah. make yourself one percent worse every day. You'll become you know, go to zero, basically. Yeah, and I kind of always thought that was interesting. Um, wait, what is the first one? Sorry, I'm like. So the first law is making it obvious. So oh, that I'm trying to find the name. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I the, the first it's basically it's like a four step process, and the first law is about making your the habit you want to do as obvious as possible so there are a couple different strategies to do this um say are you on the the table thing no there should be one at the end of the first chapter okay but if you can go to page 212 if you want to be where i'm page 212 okay so the first way that you can do this is and, and just a good place to start with building your habits is writing down your current habits. You want to be aware of them so you kind of know what you're doing. So you can yeah. fill out something called a habit scorecard. And this is just a way that um, he recommends just writing down all of your habits and then doing a plus, a minus, or like, I don't know, some, basically saying what are good habits, what are bad habits, and what are neutral one, neutral ones. So for example, Nisail, what's your morning routine? What do you do in the morning? Hmm. Let's see. It's a bad morning routine that I have. I <laughs> I wake up. I probably snooze my alarm for like 15 minutes. Strat. Then, yeah, same. <laughs> then, I, then, I'm, then I'm back up. That 15 minutes of sleep was better than my whole night. I get on my phone right away. Mm-hmm. I lay there for probably another 15 minutes. Um, I get up. I get semi-dressed, like comfortable, I guess. Mm-hmm. I open up my window. I go, and that's usually like when I like shower, like brush my teeth, all that stuff. And then occasionally I'll eat breakfast, but I rarely eat breakfast. <laughs> and then I'm kind of just into my day at that point. Yeah. So, so what are some things you mentioned in this? First one, snooze the alarm. You put this on your habit scorecard, probably a negative, right? You don't want to be snoozing yeah. your alarm too much. Maybe just get better sleep, go to bed earlier to, to make sure well rested. So we'll give that a negative. What was the next thing? Like check your phone. Definitely a negative yeah. to do that first thing in the morning. Don't need to start. Like then that. you get out of bed. Is that a neutral or a positive? I don't know. Probably neutral, right? I feel like you yeah, have it's to. a neutral. You have to get out of bed. Get dressed. Probably a neutral too. Um, but then I don't know. Brush your teeth. 
wash your face. We'll say that's a positive, especially if you're brushing your teeth for like two minutes or something. Yeah. Um, and then eating breakfast would definitely be a. Maybe it's a neutral. I don't know. Maybe neutral. I don't know. Depends your goal, I guess. Um, but be be be. See, we're not trying to like you know hype up Maceo's morning routine. You just want to be honest with yourself. The only person you're cheating by like lying and trying to make yourself better is, is yourself. So definitely just be honest with yourself. Figure out what habits are working, what habits are not working. Um, and that's a good place to start. You need to be aware of what habits you're doing to change them or start new ones. Like if you're not aware, yeah. it's just it it's going on autopilot. I mean, that's what a habit is. It's stuff happening subconsciously. So you're trying to consciously think about these potentially, um, you know, pernicious. Is that, did I use that vocab word, right? Um, pernicious. I, I'm not sure. You're trying to, to be aware of these things that could be hurting you um, in your subconscious mind. So yeah, that's a good place to start. So then, um, Maceo, I don't want to, I want to let you do some of this, this first yeah, law yeah. stuff. So. so the next one, it's like use implementation intentions. So it's like you kind of set like these goals or like rules that you're going to stay and stick by. So you'll say like, you know, I will do, let's say I will brush my teeth at eight in the morning in the yeah. bathroom. Right. And you kind of like you set that those like standards for yourself and you kind of just like build it. And then eventually the goal is that like that standard that you make will just become like you know, a habit, it'll just become something that you do every morning. You wake up, you go brush your teeth at that time. Yes. And that's like the thing that you're doing, right? I'm, you want to build on that? I'm kind of, I think you hit, you hit the nail on the head. So yeah, yeah. implementation method is basically just picking a time and a place when you're going to do something. I actually yeah. don't like it though. I think the implementation method is too tough. Like sticking to a time. Work. I don't think it would work for me. Yeah. And, and James Clear acknowledges this and he gives what I think is a better alternative, which is habit stacking. So I'll yeah. let you take that habit stacking. So it's kind of like you like take advantage of your morning basically. Right. So it's like, I'm going off the morning examples though. So it's kind of like, and you start your morning and you're like, okay, so after I brush my teeth, I'm going to go and meditate for two minutes. Yeah. And then after I meditate for two minutes, I'm going to go and do something else. And that kind of allows you to like, standardize your morning in like a way mm -hmm. that's not relying on time more reliant on your own schedule it's it's really habit setting it's like taking a current habit that you already do and making it so you you perform a habit that you want to start right after you do that existing habit yeah. so like you said brushing your teeth is something that like most i'm hoping i'm, I'm really I'm really hoping, hoping <laughs> is, a, is a habit for most people already but then you could implement something you want to do, like Maceo said, meditating. It could be like journaling, literally anything, right yeah. after that. Um, so, I think that's I think that's easier than than trying to pick like a time and place to start something new. If you build it off something that's already existing and that you already do, it's more likely to actually be done. Um, yeah. The next part, one point four of the first law, designing your environment. I think this one is super important. So, Maceo, you've talked about this in the past. Um, I don't know. You said like oh, put your yeah, yeah. gym bag or something like right in front of your door before you leave, so it's just right there and you see it. Or like I don't know, a shot for us is like I don't know. Can you see? Put a book on your bed so when you try to go to if you're <laughs> if you're trying to read every night before you go to sleep, you know, put your book on your pillow when you wake up. So when you go to there at night, it'll it'll be there. Yeah, um, I've been trying to do that actually. I've been putting my um my 
book on top of my keyboard on my computer so mm-hmm. when i go to sit oh, down good. and try to like go on youtube or something yeah, yeah, yeah i have to move the book out of my way and then like the guilt catches up to me mm-hmm. and i'm like oh man i should really read this right now yeah and i read instead of watching netflix or youtube for the next two hours you know it's i mean your environment changes everything there's more i don't want to want want to talk too much on this because there's more stuff based on your environment later but totally. huge thing and you kind of said like um one thing that kind of like stuck with me, you said like set yourself up for success, mm-hmm. which is like totally makes sense. Just like enable yourself to do the things that you should be doing, like you want mm-hmm. to do. So yeah, yeah. What's the inversion of this? Instead of making it obvious, you want to make your bad the cues for your bad habits invisible. So, what like instigates a bad habit? Let's say how say if you saw a glorious plate of cookies sitting on your glorious. kitchen table. Uh-huh. would you would you eat them yes exactly i would too it's right there it, there's they're calling my name so what can you do to let's say you're trying to lose weight you're not trying to eat unhealthy foods like that you're gonna want to make it invisible you don't leave those cookies on the counter so i like <laughs> i have a bowl of candy on my desk it's probably not Sam. a good idea <laughs> but um I don't know. I guess I don't eat food, so that's the that's the way I can get some something in my body at least. <laughs> um, but really, if you're trying to if you're trying to stop a bad habit, just like trying to make it harder to do that. So, I mean, one extreme example of this: let's say you spend too much time watching TV or something. Maybe put your TV in the closet. So, if you want to watch TV, you have to, you know take go to the closet to find the tv you don't just like see that cue that like you know sparks this this need to to do something i don't know any other yeah. examples you can think of myself? i mean i guess like i remember in an episode like a while ago i talked about taking the batteries out of your remote and like putting them downstairs yeah and so it's like you know you'll have the remote with you but then you have to go find the batteries or put them like two different places like put the remote in your garage put the batteries in your kitchen you're, you're kind of jumping to the, the third lot you're jumping to the third lot so, right my, now my, 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 my. It's, it's, no it's, it's good it's good we'll get to that in a second though that's a really yet. good example of I haven't the, read the third, third law. Law. Yeah. oh yeah um <laughs> but yeah basically just removing the cues like you know something that morty said he was talking about putting his phone in a different room when he wants to study this is one of the study yeah tips totally my phone is sitting on my desk right here. It's terrible, dude. It's terrible. I yeah. actually, I need to fix this. So the queue is visible right there. So maybe like when I see a notification on my phone, I want to check it. It's just impulsive. It's like, it's a habit, right? It's happening on autopilot. Yeah. How can I make it? So that queue is invisible. Put my phone somewhere else. Turn off notifications. Do something like that. That is how you can stop these, these bad habits. You just have to find the queue, the thing that's instigating that, and then erase it, make it invisible. And I think you'll see results pretty quick. It'd be really hard to check your phone if you never saw notifications popping up because it was in a different room where you turn notifications off. So yeah, because like what I've been doing, like whenever I'm trying to get something done, I take my phone right here, right? I throw it over there and I throw like a pillow on top. You don't see it. Also, like, I don't know, the different do not disturb methods that like are built into iOS 15 and stuff now. I want to try to figure those out. Doing like a work setting or something like that. I don't know. I know my friend Benson does that. Benson is a is pretty good at studying, so so I would I would I would trust that. Okay, interesting. All right, second law. How far are you into this one, Maso? Um, uh, two point two is where I stopped. So I guess cool. I, I can do two point one. Okay. So it's like it's t- it's called temptation bundling. So it's like pair an action that you want to do with the action that you need to do, right? Mm-hmm. So let's say maybe you this is for example you want to go for a walk, right? Mm-hmm. 
and you probably need to go to the gym, right? So why don't you go and you walk to the gym? Or I, that's that's good. No, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. That, that's the example. I kind of forgot this. No, I'm, I'm like, I'm like yeah, reanalyzing yeah, okay. this. It's been a minute since I've read. Yeah, so. so it's just like temptation bundling, right? Or like, yeah. let's say you want, I want to eat food, but I also need to start eating healthy, right? So I'm going to go and I'm going to go eat something healthy. Mm-hmm. That's just what it is. It's just kind of stack like the thing that you want to do. And then you just kind of pair it with the thing that you should do. And it kind of makes it easier for you to like trick your mind into wanting to do it. Cause you know, your mind is like craving whatever you want. It craves like the dopamine from doing it. Yeah. So you just do it and you do it in a way that helps you and like betters you, you know? Yes. That's, that's the gist of it. Sweet. All right. 2.2, the, the second part of the second law, which is making things attractive. Right. Yeah. So. I think this this may be the, the the best piece in in this entire book, or at least what I think is the most effective. And it's joining a culture where your desired behavior is the norm. So yeah. if you lived in a in a house with a ton of gym bros, do you think you would go to the gym? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you would. No, no question. So we've talked about this in the past. It's really the people that you surround yourself with, you are gonna become the average of them. And yeah. You see this everywhere. If you hang out with a ton of people who do drugs, you're going to do drugs or and stuff like that. If you hang out with a ton of people who are like, you know, studying 24-7 and that all get good grades, most likely you're going you're gonna to end up joining them. This is easily the most passive way you can do things without really thinking. It's definitely the most effective. Like, it's it's really, really hard not to become the average of the people you hang around. Totally. So... I don't know. Say, what are your thoughts on that? Like, I mean, I, like, I agree with it, but I feel like it also could be kind of harsh. Like, I, I think you acknowledged it in mm-hmm. the book where he was saying, like, don't just go like drop all of your friends because they don't do what you want them to do. Yeah, but true. like, you know, I feel like that's good. Like, situationally, it's like maybe you see a, a group of people that you know who are successful, and you can try to like, you know, kind of like intermingle with them, and mm-hmm. then you know, probably successful follow with that. But also, I feel like you can take that too extremely. So. Yeah, I mean, it's always a mix. All right. So next part is creating a motivation ritual. So this this is is doing something that you enjoy immediately before a difficult habit or something like that. So let's see you you want to go to the actually that's not a good example because you wouldn't go to the gym right after eating a poke bowl because then you'd be like full. (laughs) I'm trying to I'm trying to think of something, but um. Oh, I get the idea. Okay. Basically, just pick something that is really fun and try to associate that with a difficult habit. So, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. What's something that you have fun doing? So, I don't Driving. I like driving. Driving. I find, it, I find it really entertaining, to be honest. Drive to the gym or something like gym. that. I don't know. So, it's just finding something that you really enjoy and then doing that before a difficult habit. So, you can kind of associate those two things. So, when you associate that habit with having fun right totally like i like going to the gym but i don't like doing legs so yes <laughs> all right um the inversion of the second law which is making it attractive is making it unattractive so you need to the, the best way to do this is you want to change your mindset around um these you want to highlight you want to change the mindset behind avoiding these difficult habits these bad habits so yeah. um you want to let's say make you have your phone okay you're constantly checking this 
you know, every time you get a Snapchat notification, you, you okay. So now I'm now I'm checking Snap because someone texted the no no nope, dance in Hawaii. What? Does he just like he disappear? Just, he just like, <laughs> like okay. okay okay cool. Have fun then. No. Um. <laughs> so what? Basically, you just want to maybe checking that Snap. That was I don't want to do that all the time. So. Yeah. I'm going to highlight the bad effects that it's doing. It's taking away from time that I could spend, you know, doing meaningful work that I really want to do. Um, it, it's, but, and then the positives are that, you know, by not doing that, I can have more time doing things that I truly want to do instead of things that like my subconscious mind just kind of does out of habit. So this is like a mindset thing. Well, there's definitely more practical stuffing up, but if you want to try yeah. to do something to just change your mental, just start thinking about, the pros and cons of your bad habits. And I mean, if it's a bad habit, obviously the cons are going to be, you know, way higher than the pros. So, yeah. I mean, you also have to be like self-aware enough to notice your bad habits. Which... But I mean, that's why you do the habit scorecard at the start. Exactly. Yeah. You want to write down all of your habits and then you can figure out if they're good or bad. Just be honest exactly. with yourself or else it's not totally. going to be good. All right. La numero tres. You want to make your the habits that you want to do as easy as possible. So this is stuff that we've totally talked about in the past. Like the, yeah. what would you call it? The 20 second rule, 20 second rule, or I don't know. That's a little bit different. I don't know. No, I guess um, you're right. Yeah. Putting, putting it together your gym bag before you go to the gym. That makes it easier. So yeah, first one is just reducing friction. So you want to decrease the number of steps between you and your good habits. So this could be something, you know, like, I don't know. We keep using the going to the gym example. That's also similar for part two, which is, you know, priming your environment, making your environment easier for to make future actions easier. So say like putting together your gym bag is reducing that friction and then putting your gym bag at, at, at your front door. So you see it like right when you get home or something that is priming yeah. your environment. So, I mean, dude, environments are huge. Like I think in the, in the book they talk about in like a, uh, in a workplace cafeteria or something instead of just they want people to drink more water right so instead of putting sodas in the front display of each fridge they put waters there and then they put sodas like far away in the back and the percent of people getting waters just went up huge because they're putting it right in front of them they're priming their environment making it easier yeah. for the good habits so i mean that's that's a huge one next one is mastering the decisive moment so there are tons of these throughout the day when you can make a critical choice that will, you know, change the the course that that you go down. Because, I mean, your habit, like, let's say a good, the difference between a good and a bad day is a ton of, a ton of forks in a road. Like, think, um, I don't know, you know, like a bracket or something? They might like, like, like one side of like a, a bracket going out and that's what it looks like. But you start it, you start the middle and then each choice goes up or down, you know? Okay. But those first big choices have the most effect. And mastering those decisive moments where it's like picking between, you know, going to the gym in the morning or not going to the gym can make a huge difference. And just mastering that decisive moment so you do the right thing. It's kind of like a commitment device in a way, which I'm going to talk about in a second. But it's really just getting good at motivating yourself just to get that one moment right. Because you don't need to motivate yourself through the entire activity. But just getting that one part, it'll, it'll like, you know, get you out of the door into the gym, which is a huge step. because you're likely not to leave the gym after you drive there, yeah. you know? So just mastering that, like, you know, 
you know, it's, it might just be like a 10 second decision to figure out if you're going to go to the gym or not. It's, it's getting really good at that. Totally. All right. We've talked about this. You've talked about this, Mr. It's the two minute rule. So it's downscaling your habits so they can be done in two minutes. So yeah. reading 50 pages a day, it can't be done in two minutes. Reading one page a day can. Yeah. And the idea is you want to make it so you can get this like participation award. So you basically want to like start making it so your habits are just really, really easy. Because let's say you read one page a day. Often you're going to, you know, do something, you're going to read, do something for two minutes and then you're going to want to do it for longer. So, I mean, it's like when you're studying, just try to get into that thing for two minutes, you know, just try to start that assignment for two minutes and you're likely to get on a roll. And, yeah. um, that, that's like, it, it really is, um, a big part of just trying something and then realizing that it's not that hard and that you're kind of procrastinating because you procrastinate because you're scared of something, you know, like th- think about it. What's let's say, what's something you've been procrastinating recently? Mm, there's some clips. So maybe you're like scared of messing up and not making the clip perfect or anything like that, or scared of how long it's going to take or anything like that. So it's really just like realizing that it's, it ain't that bad. And even if after two minutes, let's say you don't like it, just stop. You can even force yourself just at least for the for the beginning of your habit to only do it for two minutes. So yeah. instead of saying, I want to go to the gym every day and get swole, maybe make it, I'm going to do 10 pushups every night before I go to bed. That is a way better start because what it's doing is it's casting a ton of votes. I, I should have said this at the start because this would be a really good thing um, to lead with. But the whole preface about that, one of the, one of the major things he talks about is how your identity is the major motivator of change. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll actually come back to this um, at the end, but to, to tie it all together, I guess. But basically, once you have, once you associate a habit with your identity, you're, you're going to want to, to keep it going more. I'm, I'm, I'm going to wait till the end. It's too. It's weird to do it in the middle. So <laughs> I'm, I'm, okay. I might as well just wait at this point. I'm going to do it at the start. It's all right. Um, all right. So another thing, an easy way to uh, lock yourself in is to automate your habits with technology. So for me, an alarm, setting an alarm that goes off every day. Like I have it going through my, my Echo Dot. So it's just like, you know, wake me up every day at this time. Technology is getting so good. It can really help you do these things. Another thing is like, say I want to save more into my investing account. I set it up so that Charles Schwab automatically takes $50 out of my checking account at the start of each month or something like that. You can do it, adjust the numbers, anything like that. But it's just like small things like that. The technology can automate for you. So you don't have to think about it as much. You're kind of like putting that, that, that thing that you might have to do consciously into, you know, a computer that can do it for you. Yeah. So you're freeing up, freeing up your, your Ram, I guess. <laughs> I, I, like to, I like to use computer terms. Um, yeah. So what is the inversion of this third law of making it easy? It's making it difficult. So you want to, let's say, Masail, I'll let you do your, your remote uh, example now, your TV remote. So the first one is, you know, increasing friction. So yep. go for it. Your TV oh, remote example. Yeah, oh, right, perfect. right. So you take you take the TV remote, right? You take the batteries out and take the remote. You go put the remote maybe like in your kitchen 
Let's see. Okay, the TV's in your room in this in this situation, right? Put in, in the closet, take, dude. Put the TV in the closet. But, put the, right? the whole TV in the closet. Okay. Yeah, every time. Okay, the TV's off the wall. It's in the closet. Mm-hmm. And now, why would you go take it out of the closet? That's so much work. You better really want to watch whatever you're you like really trying to do. You really want to watch it. So, small things like that, just making it really, really difficult to do these bad habits. Like... It could be getting trying powering off your phone every single time you check it. Because then, if, let's say you want to check your notifications, you have to sit there, wait like six seconds to power it back on, stuff like that. So, yeah, that's like the easiest way, um, I think, to to break habits. And then, the a really good one is using a commitment device. So, this can be done to you know make good habits or st- stop bad ones, but it's making a decision that that you can do right mm-hmm. now while your conscious mind is working really well and it's not your automated mind and you're like in, you're in this mood of self-improvement or something it's doing committing to something right then that's going to lock you in from from stuff in the future so let's say um you want you don't you want to stop eating chips or, or I, I i don't know some unhealthy food something you could a commitment device you could do in that second you could go get your bag of chips and you just like step on it and like crush it up and throw <laughs> it in the trash you know, that, that's a commitment device. Obviously, there are yeah. different examples of this, but I mean, what, like what I said about the investing, that's totally a commitment device, automating totally. that. Yeah, the 51, um, yeah. Because like I, I'm making a decision that second that's going to, you know, it's just going to do that. It's hard to, you know, stop that. It's not that hard to stop that from happening. Um, my favorite example of the commitment device is a strat that I've been doing for the past year. This is a, this is a, a Sam Crane signature strat here. <laughs> so, I mean... Everyone, think to yourself right now, and be honest. You can just check your screen time if you need to. How long do you spend on TikTok or some other short-form content platform every day? For me, before I implemented the Sam Crane signature, it was it was really really high, man. It, it, it was not good. But TikTok, they have this this feature. They have screen time limits, right? So what I do is I'm gonna go. I go on TikTok, and I set up a screen time limit. I do it for I make it forty minutes. So I think that's the lowest one they let you do, but the most time I can spend on TikTok is forty minutes. And then you have to put in a password. And you have to put in password twice. So I just put in a random password. I remember it for a second, so I can put it in again. And then I just, I just forget it. So that I don't know. Um, and what that does is I I can't spend more than forty minutes on TikTok unless I delete the app, which also deletes the cache for it. So my whole for you page is messed up and it's not tailored and I have to read all that. I have to sign back into all the accounts. It's just a massive pain. Something I did realize though, is I can't switch to the teen finance account on my phone anymore, but that's fine. Cause I think I can access that on the computer. Yeah, um, you can. So that's one way to make it really, really difficult. Of course, sometimes like my friends are like, Hey Sam, check out this TikTok I sent you and I just can't do it, but it's really like, no can't. big deal. I can just check it tomorrow. Of course. I mean, whatever it, it's fine um but i mean those times when my friends asked me to like look at a tiktok that they sent me maybe that'll lead to five minutes of scrolling which is just detrimental so yeah, yeah I, it's it's making it difficult but it's making it difficult with a commitment device it's just one of the, the strategies i need to do that my time on tiktok is horrendous do it right now maseo i threw my phone remember <laughs> 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 all right <laughs> well, i'm gonna make you this at the end of the pod i'm okay. gonna be your accountability partner which i'll get to in a second all right fourth law make your good habits satisfying so 
one thing you can do is you can use reinforcement. So you can give yourself an immediate reward every time you complete a good habit. So say for, for us, we want to start going to the gym more, right? What if we went, I mean, obviously this is kind of colliding with other habits of wanting to save money and stuff, but let's say we're rich and we just want to want to get to the gym more. We go get pokeballs every time. After oh, we go to the, the gym. gym every day. So maybe then uh, it's like you you build that habit of going to get Pokeballs after you go to the gym, and that's how you associate them together. So then you're going to go to the gym more. So that's just giving yourself an immediate reward for doing a potentially difficult habit. Yeah. Right. I was doing that for a while, actually. I got, um, is in Fairlife before, like the, the high protein milk. Yeah, 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 Fair, yeah. I had chocolate Fairlifes. And I, when you first get them, the first like 20 bottles taste like heaven. Then mm-hmm. I start to taste like coal. But um, for those first 20 <laughs> bottles, I would only drink one every time I went to the gym. So I'd be like, oh, man, I want one. Oh, I got to go to the gym. Then I can come home so I can make this protein useful. Let's try. And, and so it worked about 20 times until it started to taste like sandpaper and coal mixed together. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I sit next to Keegan in Spanish and every day we have chalky milk time where he pulls out a chalky milk and he just chugs it in one go. <laughs> so, hey, maybe going to Spanish is really difficult for him. And that's how he associates drinking the chocolate milk with that it. chalky milk gets him through it. Yeah, exactly. All right. So the second part is make doing nothing enjoyable. So this is when you want to avoid a bad habit and just see the benefits you get from it. So doing nothing would be not checking my phone right now. So I have to make that enjoyable. I have to realize the benefits mm-hmm. of it and then, um, you know, use that as a way to say like, oh, I, I didn't do anything. But maybe that, you know, left my mind to, to do something else or something like that just by not doing that bad habit. So the next one is using a habit tracker. And this is a good way. Visualizing streaks is very, very, um, you're motivated by them. My sister yeah. has like, I don't know, 500 day streak on Duolingo. She's not going to oh, lose that or yeah, something. Yeah. That so she does Duolingo every single school. day just because she has that streak. So getting a habit tracker, there's actually a printout of this. So you can like look it up, sort of like Atomic Habits Habit Tracker. I have one right here. So I don't know if it's- what gonna, is, it, is it a pa- piece of paper? It's a piece of paper. You can get it, it has- even sells like a journal, but I have like reading, gym. Obviously like, I've been fucking slacking on these, but hey, it's, it's all right. <laughs> I, at least I've been reading every day and I see that streak, so I don't want to end it, right? Yeah. Um, so a habit tracker is a good way to visualize streaks, see it front and center, put that some, maybe, you know, going back to the environment thing, put that someplace where you're going to see it every single day. And then uh, you'll, you'll be motivated to uh, keep your habits. So the next part of that is if you miss once on your habit tracker or on your streak, don't miss twice. Never miss twice should be like a rule for anything. So let's say, you know, you miss going to the gym one week. Don't miss it twice because then you start a streak of in the opposite direction, right? So yeah. you want to keep this, this forward momentum. And not missing twice is a great way to do that. I think it was like Matt Diavella or one of those uh, those productivity YouTubers. Um, he has a rule like he can never go more two days without going to the gym. He can't miss twice. He tries to go every day, but he can't miss twice. So that's a really good rule of thumb to build. Yeah. I'm going to say if the, if the fourth law is is make it satisfying, what do you think the inversion of the fourth law is? make it unsatisfying you're a genius Maceo. oh my god <laughs> all right so <laughs> what's one way to make it unsatisfying the first way is something that we actually implemented with an amazing degree of success i think oh my god so it's getting an <laughs> accountability partner so we were trying it for, to promote this podcast we've been trying to post more clips 
and um, I'm, I'm I wanted to get motivate Maceo to post clips every week, right? And we had had a little bit of trouble with this for a while, but then we found something that you haven't missed really missed an upload, have you? I mean, there's like no, the, I haven't missed the, one yet. The FLDs, no. but you haven't you haven't missed it. If Maceo, so every month he gets two flex late days, so basically he has to upload a clip every week by 3 a.m. on Tuesday, which is the time that I upload the podcast. And what happens if he doesn't? He has to pay me $20. And Maceo really doesn't so want terrible. to pay me $20. I'm, dude, I'm not. It's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. So never. he's not going to miss a clip upload. And then he's going to post 52 clips a year, which is going to be amazing. And then, you know, we have two flex late days every week, uh, every month. So he can, he has like two, he can be like two days late or I Basically, he has like two late days that he can use throughout the month. Um, and that's in case of an emergency or anything that pops up. Um, yeah, he already I used his this, this month. month. I burned through them. So now you can't be late at all. So I guess it was almost a commitment device. But <laughs> well, now, um, now I'm even more committed because I can't even use my late days. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Um, and then 4.6 is kind of uh, tying into this, but it's creating a habit contract. And we signed a verbal agreement. It was a gentleman's agreement. You didn't sign any papers. But you no know, papers. if if you're you're gonna pay me twenty dollars if you don't do you it, it's, it's a general, it's yeah. a general, it's a gentleman's agreement. Your honor is on the line, so as long as your your dignity is worth more than twenty <laughs> bucks, we're good. But um, yeah, so you can it can also be like making it public. So one example I used in the book was one guy was like trying to uh, not not wake up at a certain time every morning, and if he didn't wake up, he would have a, a bot automatically post a tweet that said, "I it is eight oh five or something like that. He was trying to wake up at eight o'clock and I am not awake yet because I'm lazy and useless. And then it would <laughs> say, leave your Venmo. And the first five people leave their Venmo will get paid $5. So when oh, he loses man. $25 every time he doesn't wake up on time and two, everyone knows that he, he's lazy and useless and misses his alarm. So that's a very <laughs> good way brutal. to make it painful and public. But Hey, <laughs> do you think he's going to, he's going to wake up no, he's, before eight Oh five most days? Yeah. So there you go. That's yeah. a way to make it. What if he's really tired and, and he's like, he's like, you know what? Whatever. This is worth $25. <laughs> then he has to pay 25 bucks and everyone gets to know. So yeah, it's, it's, then he maybe has to make the cost higher or something like that. If he, if he's really motivated, you should um <laughs> make a script that just tracks his Twitter account. And then the second that tweet comes out, yeah, it, it just, just drops a Venmo. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Those are the fourth laws. I want to go to something that I really, I really should have talked about this at the start. But it's um, it's the way that it's like the three layers of behavior change. Oh yeah. So yeah. this is where you can set your your goals and in your in your habits and stuff. So think about like an onion. Okay, you have mul- multiple okay. layers. The innermost part is identity. This is the strongest part. Out of that is your processes, and further out is your outcomes. So when you set goals based on outcomes you're like you know people have this is something that's been said so much set goals you know set goals for yourself according to james clear this is terrible advice and (laughs) the best way that you actually want to set your goals is set goals based on processes not outcomes so instead of saying i want to become a millionaire by age 25 or something like that yeah. Then you're setting a goal, which is get to, to a millionaire by age 25. But you haven't laid out the steps that you're going to get there. So, Maceo, let's say we our goal 
is to build a huge podcast. Let's say we want to grow to a trillion listeners a month, right? Yeah. That's going to be very difficult. So we want to we want to do goals that are more in our control. And one way that we've done this is our goal, we switched from, you know, growing a big podcast to we want to post one podcast every single week. That is the yeah. system that is going to get us to that outcome, right? This is the process that is going to get us to that outcome. But there's one layer that's even stronger than that. So yeah, building systems and, and setting goals based on systems is great because that's something that you can base on habit. Like now we post a podcast every week and it's a habit now. Like yeah. I, like Saturday night, we always like text each other, figuring out when we're going to record the pod, if we're going to record on Sunday or Monday so we can release it on Tuesday. Yeah. And it's just become a habit at this point. We just do it every week. It's like almost mindless. Like it's just like it's like yeah, it, no, it's, it's, like it's totally a habit that we built up. Um, but there's one more layer I think beyond the process that is definitely stronger, and that is the identity. When you yeah. associate something with your identity, you will fight extremely hard to keep it. So now we identify as the people that post a podcast every week. We are podcasters. Yeah, we are going. We are going to do so much work just to to accomplish that and, and post something every week. And I think I talked about it and in, 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 it was an episode where I said how to get straight A pluses. And I'm going to circle back with new knowledge because I had some self-discovery. I don't get straight A pluses because of like this, whatever study hacks or anything that I, that I put. Those are, those are the processes. The real reason that I get good grades is because I've been getting good grades for a very long time and I associate myself with being an A plus student. So I do everything in my power to maintain that. I make sacrifices. Yeah. Like I don't sleep because I associate myself as someone who gets good grades. I associate myself as I, I, I think of myself, my identity is like part of my identity is like I do good on standardized tests. That's like something I like I've done it for a long time and it's built up into like now it's actually a part of my identity, which sounds like terrible. Who wants to be the person who associates like that's a terrible identity to have. Whatever. It keeps me going. Like I will study to do good on the SAT or anything like that because there's that identity and you want to keep that. Like that's your public identity that you put out. You want to maintain that if it's like a good identity. So yeah. let's say what, what's the, the inverse of this? What's something bad? What if you like identify as like a smoker or something like yeah. that? So this is where you need to, you need to start instead of saying like when someone offers you a cigarette, let's say you, you want to stop smoking instead of saying no, um, I'm going to pass that time. I'm trying to stop smoking. So now you're identifying as someone who is a smoker, but they're trying to stop. But what if instead you say, no, I don't, I don't smoke. I'm not a smoker. Then you're, then you're casting that vote for changing your inner identity. Identity is everything. It's what really pushes you to, to, to maintain these habits. And yeah. I mean, for everyone listening right now, if you made it this far, just think about what you identify as and think about the habits you do to maintain that. And you'll realize like it's true. You really fight hard. Let's say you identify as someone who's swole and goes to the gym. I guarantee you you're gonna keep going to the gym <laughs> to maintain that identity. Yeah. Maceo, what do you what do you what think about some things that you identify as? I identify as? Yeah. Hmm. Podcaster. Podcaster, there you go. You show up here every week to do it. Every week. I oh, know, I haven't missed a week yet. Um Let me think. What what is what what is what what I'm trying to think of what comes off to me. Um so are you a car guy? 
I, I guess. I, I feel like it's kind of cheesy to call myself. Don't. That, yeah. It I doesn't. Guess. So it doesn't yeah, matter right. if it's cheesy. Matter. It, it does not right. matter if it's cheesy. Right. I just called myself. Right. I, I just said that I'm, I get, I do good on standardized tests. That is so cringe. That is so cringe <laughs> to say. So a car okay, guy is nothing yes, compared I'm to a that. car guy. Okay. I'm a car You're guy. You're a car guy. How much time did you spend in your garage this week fixing up your car to make it look nice? Probably like 60 hours. There you go. There's a perfect example of it. You just spent so long making your car look nice because you want to, you, you identify as someone who has a nice car and you identify as someone who is a car guy. Yeah. So when you want to do behavior change, you need to start, you need, you need to cast votes that change your identity. And, you know, if you want to start going to the gym, you need to identify as someone who's a gym bro. And, it's it's really as easy as that. It's not it's not easy though to change your identity. I, changing your identity takes time. I said it's as easy as that, but it's not easy to, yeah. to change your identity. It takes time. It, it, it's the r- real reason why like the longer you do a habit, the the more you're you're, you're setting yourself up to do that. So that's all the all the top all the things that we've talked about before are ways you can change your identity and ways you can yeah. make it easier because it's a feedback loop. When you do a habit over time you're going to start associating yourself with that habit. And then you're going to do habits that build onto that, that that identity you built. And that's why habits are hard to break and hard to start. But with the methods that we just outlined, it's totally possible for anyone. So take that into your New Year's resolutions. Like, I don't know. For anything, like what did we say were New Year's resolutions? What? Comfort zone was one of yours, right? Seeking discomfort, yeah, yeah, doing spontaneous yeah, yeah, things. Mister, you're a spontaneous person, right? Yeah, I'm a super spontaneous person. Yeah, exactly. So now you're gonna want to live up to that. You just said it live on a live on a podcast, and, and all of our of viewers, viewers just too. heard, like yeah. just all the trillions of viewers that that um you know Teen Finance gets just heard Stressful, you say that. Man. So you better live up to it. And I mean, if you have bad habits, like. <laughs> Should I call out one of our friends right now? I'm not gonna say his name. So one of our one of our names, our friends named Chris. Um, who his his name actually isn't Chris. Oh man, freaking Chris. Bro, Chris spends so long playing video. He spends so much time playing video games. And it's partially Chris because is an issue. Chris, <laughs> Chris identifies <laughs> as a gamer, right? Chris knows that. So if we're trying to get Chris to play less video games and get out and do stuff more, we were trying to we were doing our best the other night. Trying to gaslight him. <laughs> we were trying to gaslight Chris. <laughs> Into thinking of himself as the as the as the life of the party, as the party animal, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. And and we're just trying to change his identity internally, so when he comes and hangs out with us more and gets out, it's kind of it's manipulative, but in a good way. hundred percent. But it's hundred percent in a good way, though. We want the best for them, though. In the end, we want the best for him. And I mean, part part of the reason why Chris plays so much video games probably because a lot of the rest of us in the in the friend group play a lot of video games too. Um, I guess I'm an outlier. Yeah, I don't play any video games. I guess it's I because my identity is so strong with the other things related to school and all of that. I don't really identify as a gamer, but I guess so. I yeah. guess that's where the identity is just sh- so strong. It's able to overcome that um part where it's like surrounding yourself with uh with different people. Totally. All right, we're at 50 minutes already. Um, but real quick. There's at the end of the book, he gives advanced tactics to go from being merely good to being truly great. So I just want to end it off by by talking about some of the these advanced um, tactics. So the first one is the truth about innate talent and about genes. So I always I I used to 
try to convince myself and i would always say when when people like you know are like say like oh you're you're so good at this when I, when I would see other people who are like really good at stuff i'd always try to think oh i can be just as good as them because innate talent doesn't matter the thing is people are there are things called genes and you're born with natural traits that make you better suited for certain things so like michael phelps has really short legs but a massive torso and that makes him like the ideal build for a swimmer versus like Rose someone who's like a distance runner you know they have super long legs and a short torso, which makes them ideal for a distance runner, but they're going to struggle to swim where like physically the best build to have is a really big torso because you your bigger lung capacity and, and things like that. Um, and Michael Phelps, if you try to run, he has short legs, so he can't run that fast. <laughs> so even if Michael Phelps tried to try to he practice so much to become the best runner in the world, it just wouldn't happen because he doesn't have the build to do it. So finding these, these things where, you aren't have a natural gift in them. It's going to tend to be the things that you have more fun doing because it's fun to win and you'll win if you have these natural talents. So that's why I think it is super important while you're young, while you're in high school or something to explore a ton of different things and find what clicks because if you're naturally good at it, I mean, you're very likely to enjoy it and then you're going to, you know, we talk, it's, this is a finance podcast, so I better talk about money. (laughs) <laughs> you're going to earn more money if you're good at something like 90% of the time. That's true. And you're going to have more, more fun doing it. So, I mean, just finding those things that, that you're good at. I mean, you're, you're pr- going to enjoy it if you're good at it. Um, it's, it's just, uh, it's, it's imperative. I think to, to find something you're good at. Totally. Last. <laughs> is it the last thing? Yes. Yeah, last couple of things. So many more layers of this book than I thought. <laughs> I know, no, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm sorry if I spoiled it for you with, with making you record this podcast. Uh, on no, Saturday no, you're good. I, no, 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 I'll, I'll still make my way through you it. You still better read it. There's so no, many I'm good stories in there. It. No, yeah, no, yeah. no, totally. I like his stories. No, I, 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 compare, his writing style is so good. I, he, James Clear is naturally good at writing, and therefore he did it, and he's very successful at it. So, I mean, there yeah. you go. There's an example of that. He All right, Goldilocks like rule. Franklin. Huh? <laughs> He writes like Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> Bro's just elegant. Um, no, he really does. So the Goldilocks rule. Let's try to stay motivated. If something's really, really easy, it's not going to be super fun to do it. So let's say like Anakin slaughtering younglings. If, if he, you think he would have super fun being a, a Sith Lord if all he faced were like younglings that he can just cut down, like wave his, no. his laser sword and just kill him? No. You want to have, like, has it ever been Maceo? Let's say if something's super easy, would you just have fun doing that over and over for a long period of time? No. It would get dull. It would get really, yeah, really dull. Boring. But if something was also impossible and you could never get a win, would you want to keep doing that either? No. You need to find the Goldilocks point, the point where things are really are hard enough to challenge you intellectually, physically, anything like that, but you can still get those wins that give you that, that dopamine rush you know, that, that, that everyone talks about. So that's it, it, it's important to give yourself, to challenge yourself, to push yourself so you can keep that, that challenge going. But you also want to get wins. So don't face off with some opponent, opponent who's going to pummel you. Yeah, totally. Yeah. All right. And then the last thing that he talks about is, you know, the downside of creating good habits or creating habits in general. And the thing is, 
once you create a habit, you start to think about it less. That's the definition of a habit. It's stuff that's happening in the subconscious. You start to pay a little bit less attention to quality. So it's important to maybe every month or something, check in on your habits and make sure you're still doing it to, to a high level. It's like, let's say when you're doing like, what's, what's a habit I've been doing recently, which is actually, I got a commitment device to help me out with this an electric toothbrush has a timer for two minutes. So Mm -hmm. when you brush for two minutes every day, you start doing that habit. It's good. But at the start, I'm probably like thinking about it. I'm so hyped that I'm starting this new habit. I'm going to brush my teeth really nice. It's like another identity is like, I want to be someone who has good teeth, right? Yeah. So, um, I want to brush them well, that's going to be a motivator. But at one point, once I build that habit of brushing every day for two minutes, like I'll notice myself, I'll just like, you know, be a little bit less careful with it, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's something that you want You want to make sure you're still doing stuff to a high level and you're not slacking off um, or else you can have those, those downsides. So yeah, that's Atomic Habits. I recommend, I highly recommend the book to anyone who just listened to this whole thing. I mean, we yeah, summarized it, book. but there's still so many examples, so many things we missed and so many things that we just messed up in the summary completely probably. So I yeah, highly I'm recommend sure you go read it for yeah. yourself. You can get a hardcover version. This is not sponsored, by the way. You can get a hardcover version for like $10 on Amazon. $10. One day shipping. It'll show up in, it'll the next day. So highly recommend it. It was a good read. Um, and if you want to support your New Year's resolutions or if you want to start reading more, I think this is the perfect first book to read because then you're going to want to get into the habit of reading. It's just, I, I got a ton of books for for christmas and i'm like i'm definitely gonna read this one first because then it'll yeah. get me in the habit of of reading in general so yeah that's the end of this episode um let's do one gentleman gentleman's agreement real quick maseo we uh you know how yeah. we said a general gentleman's agreement to like you to post a clip every day uh-huh. so we put a lot of time into this podcast if you made it to the end of this let's just make a quick agreement you're gonna go take five seconds to go leave a review and subscribe or follow this podcast on whatever platform you're using. So if you're on YouTube, drop a subscribe and a like. If you're on Apple Podcasts, hit that, add this to your library and go leave a review. Spotify, same thing. Um, we, we'd appreciate it because we put a lot of time into this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, if you like this kind of episode, feedback is much appreciated. So this is like, I don't know, Maseo and I are trying to read more. Book reports like this give us good content to talk about that's helpful. I know this isn't really finance related, but I think it, everything ties into like all this bettering yourself, this personal development is going to help you earn a lot more money. And I mean, hopefully like habits like this, you can get into good financial habits and, and suffer personal finance like that. Like I know what, what I talked about saving money and putting money into your investing account, like making that a habit. So I think there's definitely tie-ins. We'll have more business related book reports coming up though. So yeah, coming that'll be soon. Good. Yeah. All right. Mark your calendars for next week. Uh, I don't think it'll be another book report unless like I speed read. But uh, we, we, we've plenty of content that's just been sitting in our dock. We really want to get this this Atomic Habits episode done while it's still relevant for the new year and while you can still apply this to your resolutions. Um, that's it. We'll see you next week. Yep. Ne- next week's yep. going to be fun. I, there's so much stuff cooking. You guys aren't even ready for it. Um, <laughs> teen, teen Finance is about to kill 2023. You know it. All right. We'll see you next time. See you guys. Toodles. Bye.